It is, it's me, it's TRG, the Ramblin' Gambler, a vest-wearing, ring-bearing, son of a, son of a salesman, and this is our Casino Combat Podcast. This is episode 25, the green chip episode, I guess. Let's get started. All right, ladies and gentlemen, non-binary persons, all five of the Isdari, the five wizards. This podcast discusses casinos and gambling. Do not gamble with money you cannot afford to lose. Do not gamble with money you need to pay your bills. My past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results, including my own. If you have a gambling problem, contact your local problem gambling hotline. If you do not know your local problem gambling hotline number, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that number for you. We will make it available to you. Everything in this podcast is based in fact. Names and dates have been altered to protect the innocent and the guilty. Minor items, unrelated outcomes may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity. So what should we do with episode 25? Honestly, we're going to do it. We're going to do it all. I mean, we're really going to do it all here. We're going to go from uh, from A to Z a little bit as we get through this. Um, we're going to do a high-level teach on wagering system design. I'm going to do that by answering a great question from a regular listener that I really want to go into in, in some detail. There's a lot of good good information here and a chance to really show some things, I think. And then I'm going to do a crazy about face. I'm going to use the core concept segment to tell you a little bit about the slot strategy that I've been testing for the past couple of years and to tell you how to download an ebook that explains everything in detail. And I want to be really clear here. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I just think this requires more explanation and illustration than I want to do in the podcast. I'm assuming you don't really want to listen to a two or three hour podcast to hear a slot strategy. So anyway, I wrote a short book and I'll be happy to email it to you as a PDF and I'll explain it all in the core concepts. (laughs) Every week I ramble, I gamble, and I share the honest results with you. So we'll cover that as always in the travel segment. And we'll finish up over drinks and just between friends, I'll recap the month for you and we will sort out if this was a winning or a losing month for the TRG squad. Before we get started, let's do all the housekeeping stuff. There are games hidden in the podcast in plain sight. One of them is figuring out where my home casino is. And currently my home casino is described as Casino 2 in the travel segments of each episode. This isn't an unsolvable puzzle, anyone. The, the Golden Fan already solved it and became a member of the Casino Combat Inner Circle. If you think you have it figured out, send me an email with your guess. I have also included a variety of POP, P-O-P, for <laughs> avoid confusion, culture references in each episode. Be the first one to find all of them in any episode. Email us and you go on the website Wall of Fame. I did get an email this week suggesting that hints would be helpful, so okay, I'll throw you a friggin' bone. Did you hear it? Did you hear what I just did there? Anyway, let me give you a hint that applies to every episode. A very famous wrestler, some say the GOAT, the greatest of all time, is part of the intro sounder at the start of each and every VIP lounge segment. So let's see, game one check, game two check, uh, hint check. Oh, what else? Oh, this is a podcast. We grow by listeners telling their friends. We grow when you find us on social media and do all that social media stuff. The liking, the sharing, the reviewing. Please, please, we'd appreciate it. (laughs) T-Rex and Billy with the great last name would appreciate it. They do most of the hard work in that space. Also, tag us on your social media posts when you're in a casino. If you need to review the core concepts or introduce someone to them, we have a boot camp, spelled with a K, playlist on the YouTube channel available to help out with that anytime it's needed. 
All right, all right, all right. I think you know what to expect, and the housekeeping is done. Let's head to the question segment. What? What? So we recently got a note from the captain of the Cali Casino Combat Squad. He had trip results to share. I always appreciate getting those. Anyway, he'd done some gambling and ended up down about eight units on his first buy-in. He shared that normally that loss would have sent him to high limit to try to get back to even very quickly, often resulting in a significant loss. So the captain of the Cali Casino Combat Squad instead changed tables, kept to our casino combat techniques, and finished the day with a nine-unit profit. That's a 17-unit win top to bottom. Well, I guess I should say that's a 17-unit win bottom to top. How great is that? Um, Techniques creating profits. I, I love it. That's what this is kind of all about for me. So he observed that using TRG Wagering System 1, he had been mostly making regressive or negative progression wagers, if you will. One unit, two units, four and a half units and making very few wagers on the progressive side of things. He thought maybe he was doing something wrong. This is an excellent question from someone who obviously understood and used the wagering system correctly. So this deserves an answer. Was he doing something wrong? No, that's the way that system is designed. And that's what I wanted to use this excellent question to teach about today. I've mentioned a couple times that wagering systems can be like Legos, right? We just take the building blocks of the wagering system, things like progression and regression and bankroll size and exit points, and you put it all together to accomplish whatever result it is you want this wagering system to to accomplish. The full details of TRG Wagering System 1 are covered in Episode 3 and Episode 11 of this podcast. They're also available as part of the Casino Combat Boot Camp playlist on our YouTube channel. I'm not going to recap the whole wagering system today. It's there. If you want it, find it. You can understand it in great detail. Actually, I think 11 is probably better than 3. I was still, I'm still figuring it out. But I was definitely had it down a little better by the time we got to 11, I think. Anyway, that said, the wagering system wasn't created to win on the progressive side. Progressive wagering occurs when a string of wins happen repeatedly with no losses. And those log runs do happen, but they're, they're rare. This wagering system, when I built this, what I was trying to do was create a profit if the player was only winning one-third of the hands in a 50-50 game. That's what this wagering system targets. It's kind of low-hanging fruit if you think about it, right? The game should be 50-50, and we're trying to win a third with this system, and if we do, we make money. So to lock in wins and reduce profits on the progressive side, it doesn't get progressive very fast, and it doesn't go very aggressively on the progressive side. And some examples of that design are that progressive wagers only start after winning two hands in a row, and the increase is only a half unit each time that a win occurs. So none of this, folks, is a tablet. I'm not standing on the mountain going, here, this is the way you win money. You must do it this way or else. No, no, no. This is just a thing I created to win money, the way I wanted to win the money. You can modify it and it can become, if you will, in this case, Captain of Cali's wagering system number one. So in my system, I only start progressive wagers after two wins in a row. And I only increase my bet by a half unit on each win after the second. In the COC's wagering system one, he can start progressive wagering after one win. Maybe with an increase of a quarter of a unit. Call it $2.50 on a $10 base bet. So the $12.50 that's the next bet. 
And if that bet is one, the next increase, instead of a quarter unit, it would be a half unit. I'm being more aggressive, not only with the start of the progression, but with the progression itself here. And the goal was to capture more profit with a long win streak. The next wager is 750, and if that's one, the next increase could either be a quarter unit or a full unit. An excellent example of designing something and how aggressive do you want the system to be. But the point here was to be more aggressive when winning. So let's go a full unit increase and a $27.50 wager. The system could continue to increase on each win or cap off at some point to mitigate risk. Roulette or Baccarat, I'd probably keep it running. Blackjack, I'd probably cap it off to take care of keeping the risk down if I had to split and double. For me, I think this is probably a very playable alteration of TRG wagering system number one. It's just a little more aggressively looking for strings of winning hands to create profit. I'd certainly play it and I wouldn't be concerned. But the bigger thought I want to leave you with here is that from the beginning, I didn't say Casino Combat was using my wagering system. I said Casino Combat was having a wagering system with progressive and regressive components. I used what I know works as an example to teach the idea, but anyone can design a wagering system or tweak what I do to be what they want it to be. That's still doing Casino Combat. Okay, so now for a complete 180, a slot machine focused core concepts. All right, <laughs> what, a, what a long, strange trip it's been. So today, I'm announcing the release of Casino Combat Slot Tactics, the ebook. It's available fully free of charge by sending me an email via trg at casinocombat.com, spell combat with a K, of course. Put the words Slot Tactics in the subject line of your email, and I will send you a link to download a copy of the ebook. So... You're going to need a little bit of a backstory here, and some of this may be repeat if you've been with me from the very beginning, but this, this needs to be said. When I was learning casino gambling, oh, whoa, whoa, way, way, way back in the day, um, the expert advice at the time was, one, don't play slot machines. The house advantage is too large. Two, if you're going to play slot machines, always play the maximum coin in amount, because if you don't play the maximum coin in, you can't win the bigger jackpots. And you'd see it every once in a while in Las Vegas and Atlantic City. Somebody'd get seven, 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 and they're going nuts, but the machine isn't going ching, 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 ching. It isn't lighting up and, and it isn't doing any of those, those things. And they think they're making thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars, and they're not because they needed to play $3 and they only played one. So that's why you always played the maximum coin in amount. Look, I didn't always follow that advice. I mean, I'm not saying we never played a slot machine, but for us, slot machine play was like Mrs. TRG would take the change left over when I paid for brunch, and then she'd walk around the casino, and she'd find the perfect slot machine, and she'd play 15 cents. And it was pretty amazing how often her feelings led her to a slot machine that turned 15 cents into 38 cents or 45 cents or whatever. Um the other time that I played slots was when a casino gave me free play. I even invented a process for making sure I always won money with the free play. I now call that TRG slot strategy number one. It forms the, the basis of casino wisdom number 22, always play your free play. So 
I don't know, a couple years ago, and if it was 18 months or 30 months, I apologize. I just don't remember. It doesn't really matter. Um, I was playing some free slot play on a penny slot machine, Wonder Woman Golden Lasso. And I realized that the progressive jackpots could be won on any wager amount, not just the max bet. So that that was that was interesting. That was different. That that meant I could modify my bet based on the outcome of the individual wagers, spins, whatever you want to call them. And I started experimenting with money I had won at the blackjack table. I would change my bets similarly to betting on blackjack hands. And I realized I could have a bankroll and I could have positive exit points and I could have negative exit points for each machine, just like I would have them for each table. Uh, this was actually kind of a wagering system for slot machines. That's, no, not, couldn't be that, but it seemed to work. So I kept testing it and I showed it to Mrs. TRG and she started using it and it seemed to work, but neither of us really, we didn't believe that. I mean, we're not morons. I mean, a slot system that actually works, that's, that's crazy talk. I mean, that's, that's nuts. I mean, look, I'm laughing that guy out of the bar. The guy that thinks he's got a wagering system that works on slot machines. I'm, I'm not hearing that. Um, so I started keeping written records of the slot play results machine by machine and it still seemed to be working. So I recorded the results for two months and starting writing a book to document the system that couldn't exist. And since that time, I've kept better records and better records and I've had solid repeated results as I was polishing up the book. And you're going to see all of that when we recap the results for the month later in the VIP lounge. So for whatever reason, in my tests, this whole thing works. Let me remind you that my past performances are not an indication of anyone's future results, including my own. But no one's more surprised by these results than I am. It's worked well enough for me that I feel I have an obligation to share it with all of you at this point. Because it's contributing to my results, and in the case of this month, contributing in a meaningful way. Couple of quick notes here. I'm not sure that what I do will be considered fun if you're a slot player. If that's the thing you go to casinos to do exclusively, you may not enjoy this. Because I mean, like a blackjack table, I'm happy to record a win or a loss in like five minutes, or it could be five hours, whatever the process needs to take me to a positive or a negative exit. And I suspect that some people just are not gonna find it fun to win a small amount in a couple minutes and leave a machine. But as with all things casino combat, I'm trying to win the month, the dollars, the points, the stuff, have the fun, and this technique works in that context for me. If you're interested, send an email to me via trg at casinocombat.com, put slot tactics in the subject, I'll send you a copy of the book describing the process in full detail. If I send you a copy and you think it's worthless, you may delete the file for a full refund. I promise, no questions asked. So, let's do the travel segment quickly and see how this week went. It was a holiday week for us this week um, in our part of the world. So, I did a little gambling locally and picked up various freebies. Um, the one freebie was a blender, and as I'm walking through the casino floor and I'm looking for a table, having just gotten my blender, someone at a craps table turns around and says, hey, I'll give you 15 bucks for that blender, and so I sold the blender. No one in my family needed a blender. I was just picking it up because it was there, and figured at some point I'd sell it and make some money. So I did. Quick story, though. Um, this is kind of fun. Uh, several years ago, 
this kind of exact th same thing happens. I got a toaster oven and did my gambling. And while I'm waiting to pick up my car in the valet, there's an older lady standing nearby. And she says to the man that she's with that she wished she had gotten a toaster oven. She really needed one. And he says, you know, we'll just stop at a big box store and we'll get you one for 20 bucks on the way home. It's no big deal. And so I kind of overhearing this, I say to him, hey, um, you can have one right now for 20 bucks. And he's like, really? And I was like, sure, I don't need this. And he says, okay, great. So he pays me and everyone's happy. Well, not everyone was happy because I get home and my youngest son, who, I don't know, he's like 12, says he really wants a toaster oven. Uh, what 12-year-old wants a toaster oven? I don't know. I didn't really think anything about it. And about three weeks later, I'm given another toaster oven and I'm telling this story about selling the first toaster oven while I'm again waiting for my car. And someone goes, you sold the last one for 20? Well, I guess you'd sell that one for 25. And so I sold it. And about a month after that, I got a third one. And I made sure that one got home to my son because it was starting to become clear that it was kind of bumming him out that I kept selling these toaster ovens that he wanted. As I said, he was 12. He used it once. He made a grilled cheese. And years later, when he went to college, we sold it in a garage sale. <laughs> Kids are fun. Look, that's that's a neat story. I like teasing him about that one. Um, in any events, gifts we don't want turned into cash in your pocket, in the casino, in the moment. That's casino combat. Just as much as smart gambling is casino combat. And that's also kind of the most interesting part of the local gambling this past week. It continued to be more losing tables than winning tables, and I actually pulled money out of the safe to make a quick weekend trip to Casino One for an evening away as a couple. Kind of just a quick date night to wrap up the, the weekend, and it was, it was a fun trip. There's a lot of that post-holiday energy in the building, um, and Mrs. TRG got off to a great first table win. I had a solid, solid slot machine payout. Uh, dinner was great, uh, great by pandemic standards. I mean, we're still squeezing cocktail sauce out of little packets, but <laughs> it was great. We're, we're very fortunate to be able to take that time and do those things. Um, but after dinner, we took a series of small losses on several more tables, and eventually we just called it a night. We never really got anything going. But we had a relaxing evening away to finish up our holiday. But we lost, and we spent a little less than a day's pay. So that's the results for the week. Um, come on in the VIP lounge. I think this will be an interesting rundown and I've got a casino chip count for you and some information about the next few episodes. Oh crap. I actually forgot to write the part about the next few episodes. Okay. I'll figure it out when we get there. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. So we are here and as a result, the VIP lounge is open. Doesn't matter what time of day or night it is. I really love how that works. The perfect VIP lounge. It's open when we're ready. Um, the good stuff's on the virtual top shelf where it belongs. Help yourself. Virtual beer and virtual wine, as always. We also have artisanal sparkling and handcrafted still water uh, available. Whatever you'd like. Fill a cup. Find a seat on a couch. Um, casino results are interesting, right? Kind of funny. You pass a total stranger, he's on his way into the building, you're on your way out, and he says, did you leave me any money to win? And you say, oh yeah, I actually left you some of mine. You didn't really tell him anything. Um, but then there's people we know better, and, and they get a lot more detail out of us. Um, and there's relationships like I have with Gabriel, where he basically gets everything as close to the penny as he really cares to hear about it. Um, 
and and those are friends. Those are real friends that you share real results with, that you you, you tell truth with, um, and that's these monthly recaps. That's me sitting with you in the VIP lounge, having a virtual cocktail, and and giving you the honest stuff, and and telling you what really happened. And that's not oh look at me. That's me feeling like if I don't tell you my results, why would you listen to my advice? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Why would you trust me and do what I tell you works if I don't tell you my results as, as transparently as I can? So this month we received a couple pieces of luggage, four appliances, and a really nice set of wireless headphones. We received uh, five comp hotel nights and a little more than a day's pay in free slot play. And with that free slot play, we won just a little less than a day's pay, which is really pretty spectacular results from TRG Slot Strategy 1, that we got almost dollar for dollar back out of that, that free money. We received a variety of free bets. We spent at least a half a day's pay on tips and meals in various casinos during the month. All said and done, we lost and spent just a little more than two days pay over the course of the month. Of interest to me, and the reason I finished and released the new Casino Combat Slot Tactics book, is that profits from slot play actually helped balance out a pretty negative month on the blackjack side. I had a pretty significant multi-day win from, from slots that set off some additional losses on the blackjack side. As far as blackjack goes, I never really found a, a big table win at any point in the process. Didn't take any big losses and had many wins that were larger than the losses, but I had too many small losses to make it to, to cover it all. So a lost and spend for the month of a bit more than two days pay. And this is the first losing month since I started doing the podcast, and I'm glad we ended up here. As I've said, this is reality podcasting. A losing month was inevitable. And as you know, my favorite quote, Nookie says in Boardwalk Empire, no one likes to lose but we all need to learn how to handle it. So here's how I handle mine, right? First thing, I take the emotion out of it and I realize that some of the lost and spent money is just money spent. I mean, we took multiple overnight trips as a couple. We did mini date nights with martinis and appetizers. We went to dinners, we went to brunches and we paid for a number of meals and we paid for them out of wins. But by the end of the month, we didn't have a win to pay for them out of. So it was a spend. We lived that casino lifestyle in various ways for an entire month. We lived it right beside our normal daily life. So I start there. And then I think, oh, well, we didn't lose all of that, but we still lost some of it. So now I consult my new spreadsheet and I see that even assigning very conservative values to the things we were given, we lost more than two days pay, but we received in return over four days pay in value. And viewed that way, we made two days profit well, in air quotes, a losing month. Finally, I come back to the previous month. How did we do that? What did we do last month? Oh yeah, we won a bunch of money. <laughs> Everything's fine. The month was fun. We lost and spent some money. It isn't a big deal. There's still money in the bankroll. There's still money in the safe to cover the bankroll from previous wins. And tomorrow we're going to start a new month and we're going to get after it. And there's what I'm supposed to figure out how to tell you, right? Because I forgot to write this stuff down. It's not in my notes. Next month, um, all plans subject to change. Never know right now. The world is a crazy place. But as things stand, I'm going to have a short little work week to start the month. 
and then I'm going to get on a plane and I'm going to go out to Las Vegas and I'm going to see Las Vegas during the pandemic. I'm looking forward to it. I'm expecting to be a little saddened by it, but I've seen it snow in Las Vegas. I've seen it flood Las Vegas. I've been in Las Vegas for earthquakes where I was worried that chandeliers the size of half a football field were going to crash down on my head. I've seen Las Vegas with my kids. I want to see Las Vegas in the pandemic. But that's a dumb reason to go. That's a really dumb reason to go. And that's not the reason I'm doing it. Because I'm not about doing dumb stuff. I'm really not. You might think so. I can understand why you'd think so. I've given you stories on some pretty dumb stuff. No, here's here's the motivation. Here's the jam, right? Um, I've been chasing diamond status with the Caesars reward system as part of the pandemic. Uh, it's a more complicated story than I want to tell right now. But last year... No, it's not more complicated than I want to tell right now. Actually, I do want to tell it right now. I just changed my mind again. Um, so, uh, normally we go to Las Vegas in August, right around our anniversary, every year. And and that's that's um, that's something we haven't done every single year, but, but most of the time. And so last year, pre-pandemic year, whatever that was, 1919, we decided to go to Laughlin instead. Because we'd never been to Laughlin, and we had an air in a hotel comp. And we'd heard great things. And so instead of Vegas, off we go to Laughlin. And it had been a really, really rough real-world work six, eight weeks before that. And rough when you're an hourly consultant translates to, to big checks. And so I was I was loaded up, right? Uh, that unit size was going to go bump, 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 three or four times my normal unit size. I had plenty of bankroll to handle it. And I was going to have a blast. I was going to really have some fun for the first time in a couple months. And I was going to crush my points. And I was going to lock in Diamond again for like the 6th, 7th, ninth, whatever year it was in a row. I was going to be locked in at Diamond. I was going to get all the go-to-the-front-of-the-line stuff when I was in Vegas and Atlantic City. I was going to get the free show tickets. I was going to get the comp uh, resort fees that can, can really nickel and dime you. And I found out that Laughlin is an absolutely horrible place to try to play blackjack at any type of meaningful level. They didn't even have any high limit rooms. I uh, I was stunned. And we ended up being more tourists than gamblers and not really getting any points. So that even when we went out to Las Vegas for uh, New Year's Eve, we didn't really have enough time to make up all that lost ground. And I dropped down to Platinum, which is their second tier. And then the pandemic hits and we're kind of stuck, and we're in limbo, but fortunately that Caesars property about five hours south of us had several tier credit multiplier days, and that's a long way of saying I am just a small amount of points away. I need about 2,200 tier credits to uh, to jump up to platinum and, and to do that for next year, and so we're, we're making a little bit of uh, an insurance bet here, if you will. I'm going to fly out, I'm going to see Vegas during the pandemic, and I've got a plan locked in place in my head to try to make sure that I finish the trip with the points I need to be um, third tier, diamond next year for the entire year, and the reason I'm doing that is that with resort fees, this, this should translate, assuming I accomplish this, even without shows and front of the line and stuff like that, that I assume by this time next year will be back in place, God willing, knock wood. Um, just resort fees alone should be hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars next year in savings. So that's what I've been talking about with Mrs. TRG. 
and uh, with my youngest son, who's become kind of an advisor and expert on all this over the years, and we've decided it makes sense to do the rooms comped, um, points, will, points will pay for food, and uh, when I'm not using food as a reason to uh, get some tier credits by spending a few dollars that I'd spend anyway. And so I'm going to go do Casino Combat in Las Vegas for uh, four nights, five days. Uh, of course, travel on both ends, so don't expect much. But bottom line, uh, there's certainly a possibility that there'll be a lockdown when I get back. And or that by the time I get back, my state will be telling me I have to quarantine. And if I do, each episode of the podcast over the rest of the year will be one of my days in Las Vegas. So we're going to play around with the format a little bit. Um, I'm figuring three days, three episodes. And then the other thing I need to throw in here is that I have no idea when exactly the next episode of the podcast comes out. I normally try to get the podcast out to you sometime between 9.30 and 11.30 Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday. And I'm not even landing until uh, well after that, about 12 hours after that next week. I'm going to take the gear with me. I'm going to take the mic with me. Um, we'll see how that all goes. I've never tried to do any of that. Uh, so you may get this podcast in bits and pieces next week, or you may get an abbreviated version. Not quite sure. Hoping you'll have a little patience. And then I'm also hoping you'll come along on the adventure with me. Um, reality podcasting, as I say. And so I'm hoping to share with you, uh, just how this all goes. The quest for getting those points, making sure I lock in the benefits for next year. Cause that's casino combat, right? That's always be casinoing. Be casinoing this year for next year. Because this isn't something you do once in a while. This is a lifestyle, right? This is a side hustle. So I'm taking my side hustle on the road. And I'm going to take all of you along with me. There are still some casino chips coming up between now and the end of the podcast. But I think you can find, if you listen all the way to the end, 13 casino chips from across the entire episode. Tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers. They need it now more than ever. If you have a great, tremendous session and you used Casino Combat to accomplish that win, you can tip your casino coach. Go to anchor.fm slash casino combat. There's a button there. You can click on it and you can send me a donation. I'd be grateful. Um, Don't forget, we spell combat with a K. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. If you have questions, send them to questions at CasinoCombat.com. If you have techniques to share, send them to what I do at CasinoCombat.com. Don't forget, we spell combat with a K. Love it, hate it, it don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone.